2: Welcome to Father. I am Craig Levelle, along with my good buddy, Dennis Cormillus. wanted to change it up a little bit this week. Coppers are notorious sports fans, and they play sports. And an example, I used to run a hockey tournament, a charity hockey tournament, with a good buddy of mine, Al Olson. And it was called the Hoot Gibson Hockey Tournament, Charity Hockey Tournament. And Hoot Gibson was a staff sergeant at 51 Division, Ernie Gibson. We called him Hoot Gibson. He was big, big man after the old Western star. When he retired, I think he had done like 43 years on the job. He was longest-serving member, staff sergeant, great guy. The old 51 Division was in the middle of Regent Park, very violent spot in the city. So we'd have gunshots going on around the station, and Hoot would literally grab a shotgun and jump over the front desk and go out to see what was going on. He's a great guy. So when he uh, passed away, we had this hockey tournament. The competition was incredible. There were some, quite a few ex-junior players who didn't make it to the NHL that became police officers. So very competitive. And in 51, we had a team, as you'd probably expect, was designed after the Broad Street Bullies. A very tough team, a notoriously tough team. And at the time, when it first started, we had fights. Joe Bowen did the Hoot Gibson one year, the yeah. uh, play-by-play guy for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we called him in because he's a really funny guy. He goes yeah, on the yeah, road. He's, and, no, he's good. Oh, my God. He, he's hilarious. He came in, and he just had the people rolling in the aisles. He was so funny. The next night, he was doing a Leaf game, and he talked about it. He says, I, went to, I was invited to the Hoot Gibson. He mentioned me and Al. Great time. Great charity. He said it was a hockey game that broke out from a boxing match. We, he says, it could be the most vicious hockey I've ever seen in my life. And so we were big in sports at the time. Just a side story: my buddy Al Olson, who was a goalie, we were both goalies for fifty-one division. So I was his backup because he was a really good goalie, who one year led the league in penalty minutes
3: as a goalie. As a goalie, how is that possible?
2: This was fifty-one division, so we would play hockey have a war and it was like a division against division and then we go to the local pub together and have some drinks and some chicken wings
3: for a future episode we really do have to discuss you guys going to play in the tournament in long island against the american cops and what happened there but that's a whole show
2: listen 51 was known everywhere we would get invited every year to play a charity game in Detroit against the Detroit police, just 51. And it was at the time after the 68 riots, the coppers in Detroit, when they were killed in the line of duty, and they had quite a few, there was nothing for the spouse. I don't know if they had insurance. It was terrible. Uh, 51 guys got wind of it. This was before I was at 51. And they said, listen, we'll show up and we'll play a charity game. We used to play at the Joe Louis, and it was three quarters full. All the proceeds went to the widows and orphans of that year, and so we got really known out there. So we did that every year. I think we, that went on for like twenty five years, and it was it was crazy hockey. One game, we jump on a bus for the weekend, go up there, play the game. We were treated incredible because we we're making them a lot of money. So the word got out, we had the tournament, and then the NYPD reached out to us and said. This isn't the entire city. This is just 180 people working out of 51. So what we found is that we got along with the the Detroit coppers because the policing was the same. Because in 51, it was very Americanized policing. We had the homeless, the crackheads, the prostitutes. We had all that. So our jargon, our talk was the same as the Detroit coppers.
3: There was an affinity because you guys were under siege just like they
1: were.
2: Yes, same thing. So we got along great. I'll give you a, a, just a little side story here. The night I won, became president, the vote came in. Fifty-one guys come to me and said, "Mount up." I said, "What are you talking about?" Well, you're going to be under the microscope for probably the rest of your life. You got one <laughs> last time to go to Detroit,
3: <laughs> and we
2: had a bar, a cop bar there, Rosie's, Rosie's bar, the ante room, and it was at Gratiot and Eight Mile. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm getting off course here, but the truth of the matter is there was one night, it's full of cops and in Detroit, you had to carry your gun 24 hours. You had to have your gun with you all the time. We'd be at functions with the wives and the coppers would be up dancing and their guns sticking out the back of their pants. Okay, it was just like, and nobody's batting an eye. It's just like normal, okay? And they had a door that was locked all the time in the front and they had a little sliding door that you could look through. Like a speakeasy. Speakeasy. And you had to be a cop pretty much to get in. There was one night there's a knock on the door. The cop opens the door and there's a guy there to rob the place. I I can't make this up. The guy is going to rob the place and he comes in with a gun. Well, 30 guns turn on him. Okay. I think they plugged him. He goes running out. The investigators show up and it was over five minutes because they're getting in the way of the beer and chicken wings. So there you go. So coppers are really big on sports. So I just want to talk about it. We've had some really big events, you know, which is good because the pandemic has drawn everybody down and a lot of us survive on sports. A live event on TV was the original reality TV. When you watch a live sporting event, that's reality TV. It's the highest, the drama. And I wanted to talk about the recent Euro, the, the Copa and the Euro in soccer. And I tried to watch as much as I could on both. The Euro was fascinating. I think the two best teams, Italy and England, ended up in the final. And I think after the third minute, I think the best team won with Italy. I thought it was a great tournament. It's hard to watch it all. But the final was incredible.
3: I agree. Do you think, though, that, that final, have you seen a, a nation at that level for a championship miss three penalties in a row? In a game?
2: With people taking the penalties of the three that I think the total age was 60. So, okay, let's just stop there for a sec. The final kick, the 10th kick to decide this thing is taken by a 19-year-old. And I think the kick before, I'm talking about with England, the kick before was a 20-year-old. You know, forget the 80,000 people in the stadium. I think 1.5 billion were watching the game. And you can see these kids... Kids, teenagers, were like just crap in their pants. You could see. Uh, It it was wrong. I don't know what the coach with England was was thinking. That was something else. um, The fact they had them taking the final kicks, and there was a lot of senior guys on the bench that didn't pick. Like anderson has got 15 years in the league, but he wasn't even looked at for take the shots.
3: You know, to ask you something that you brought up, maybe it was last year, you said... I guess it was last summer during the the heavy pandemic where no one was moving. 2015, the Blue Jays run was the most exciting baseball you had seen, even though 92 and 93, we won back-to-back World Series. But 2015 run of the Blue Jays was the most exciting baseball you had seen. Do you think this team can do that and go for a run now?
2: I do, and let me explain the difference between 93 and 15 or 16. 92-93, we were the best team. There was one year we had the top three guys in batting average were on the Jays
3: Yeah.
2: one year. They were expected to win. That team, for those two years, actually in the third year, I think they were going to do it again, but then there was the strike.
3: 94, but we had the strike.
2: They had everything. They had two closers. They had Hankey and Ward. Both of them were legit closers. As their number 8-9. So they get to the 8th inning. The game's over if they're in the lead. So that team was, I think, one of the greatest teams in in the MLB history. Dynasty. Oh, yeah. And I think it was going to go on if it wasn't for the strike. The team got broken up after that. The team in the last few years weren't the best team. But the team that won the World Series didn't have to give 110% to win or 100%. They were that talented. This team Mm. had to give 120%. Yeah. They weren't the best team, but they were the most entertaining team because of the effort they gave, they all gave. So it was entertaining for that because you got to remember, when they traded for Tulo, they were 500. So they were like 50 and 50 because they got him after 100 games. After they got him, they went like 30 and 6 or something. That's how they got in. But they took a chance trading for Tulo from Colorado because they were a 500 team at the time. So I think the more exciting team was the one in the last, I guess it was 15 or 16. I'm losing my years here. It was 15 and
3: 16, yeah. Yeah.
2: They were a team. The 92, 93 teams were, they are individuals. They were just so talented, you know. So this year, with the team we have, I think is going to be even more exciting than the one five years ago. This lineup they have. And, you know, Dennis, uh, the age of these uh, players are so young. Before a free agency kicks in, because I think we'll lose them all, the way the attitude in Toronto is when they become free agents.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards.
2: Right now, I read a great article about this. There's four players that when they hit free agency are, will be demanding 200 to $250 million contracts. Right, that, I don't think there's another team out there that can say that with the young talent they have. So five years from now or four years from now when they can hit the market, they have four, maybe five, because I think there's other players that are coming up This kid Martin, this catcher they got in, I think, tier or double A. Apparently, it's just even better than the guys we have now. So this team we have, there's no other team, I think, in the last 20 years that can say they have four players on the team, all under 25, that are going to demand 20-year, $250 million contracts when they're able to sign these big contracts. Nobody else can say that right now. So we can hold on to these kids for the next three years starting with this year, I think they got a good chance. Obviously, the injuries with the pitching have been atrocious, but that's that yeah. could happen to every team. They've lost, I think, more man hours or staffing games to injury right now than... I think they're in the top three in the majors. You can include injuries. A good team would have a good minor system to replace your starters pitching that get injured. And I think on paper... If they had everybody in the pitching staff that they would have had at the start that still continued on, I think they'd be up by five games right now. So they've really suffered on the pitching.
3: Do you think that they actually make, if the government of Ontario and federally, if they're allowed to come from Buffalo back to Toronto and start playing in August, do you think that gives them a boost and they make a real run?
2: No, because I think even they do that. They're probably allowed maybe 25% capacity. I don't think it'd be much of that. I think it would be the same amount of people they have in Buffalo right now. They're not coming back to, like, unless I've missed something here, they're not coming back to 100%. I don't think we're going to see 50,000 people in the stadium because when they went on the run five years ago, that crowd, they were the 10th player on the, on the field. They got wins for that team. You know, when Batista hit that home run and flipped a bat.
3: Yeah, yeah. Every
2: camera scene on him, from every angle was shaking that that stadium was shaking so if you right. look at if right. you dissect I think there's five or six cameras on him when he does that every camera is shaking that crowd was incredible and the support for the team back then was incredible so there's no doubt that crowd was getting wins so to go back to your point I just don't think we're going to have that many people in the stadium if I was the Jays and I said listen they're doing okay. Keep us in Buffalo because it's going to be a little stress on the players going back and forth because there's going to be all kinds of rules in place. It could be an yeah. aggravation to do it. If I was a team, I would go to the federal government and say, listen, we appreciate you allowing us back, but we want to come back to at least 50% capacity. That could help us, if not 100%. And if it doesn't, I, I would say keep the team in Buffalo for the year. They're getting good crowds. They're filling the Buffalo up. I, I guess, what is it? Maybe 20,000 there?
3: That's a beautiful stadium. No, it though, is. It is. Line.
2: Unbelievable. And that's a way a stadium should be, that old style. But I would say keep them where they are for the year. See what happens. I'll be honest with you. I don't think the players give a crap one way or the other, you know, unless yeah. it's a full stadium. If they could pack 50,000 people in there, I think that would make a difference. Very. I love watching the team now. Very exciting. Obviously, pitching is everything. I think in this day and age in any sports, and we, and we uh, saw it in the NHL, just get to the playoffs. Get to the final round because I think because of the parity in sports now where they're trying to make it because of salary caps and all that, they're trying to make it even for everybody. If you get into the playoffs, and Montreal Canadiens just proved this, anybody could win this thing. Montreal was probably the, getting the playoffs. They are the 16th best team, but they pulled it together. They, uh, you know, they parked the bus at a great goalie. They got four great defensemen and they made it through. So they're, they're the example. Just get into the playoffs. That's all you got to do here. And you got a good chance of winning. There's no doubt. Tampa lightning were the best team. I think they're the best team in the NHL. There's no doubt. They yeah. You know,
3: I th- do, do you think we are due as, as a country for something? I know the Raptors, it's been two years, but the Leafs were a big, big disappointment, but do we not need something now? Like England and Italy, Italy did do it, but England could have used that boost. But Canada, we need a team like the Blue Jays to go, well, to really go far.
2: You know, I was rooting for England. You know, my, my family's from there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I am part-time Italian because of yeah. my, my business partners. Okay, so that's another show. So the one good thing about England losing is – all the teams in my life, and number one in my life is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. My greatest memories growing up is my dad taking me to Maple Leaf Gardens to watch the game. I just loved it that time. What seats?
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investinginamerica.
1: Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards.
2: He was working with a company at the time that had seasons. He was the manager of the company. So twice a year, we'd go to the game. I remember walking through the door. It would blow me away. So the good thing about England losing, in my life, the Leafs haven't won since 67. England hasn't won since 66. So they're still the longest team from a championship other than my Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I bleed blue for two reasons. I bleed blue for Coppers, and for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, yes. Do you remember
3: the 67 where you were no, seven I don't. or eight years old? You no, don't. I don't.
2: I was, I was uh, eight. I don't remember anything about it. My first recollection, that really, in the NHL was Bobby Orr in 69 with Boston. I remember watching him, and I got involved in hockey. It wasn't even the Leafs. It was, I just remember this one guy skating around everybody. and, and
3: Yeah, standing I, still. It looked like they were standing still when no, he skated.
2: It. No argument. Gretzky, yeah, he's the great one. He's the great one, but Bobby Orr was the best player. There is no doubt in that order because if you go back, the talent wasn't as good back then, mm. but he he's probably the only player back then. That's how I describe Bobby Orr. He was the only player back then that could play today. The rest of them couldn't right, play with today. With the
3: advent of equipment and speed and everything. Not even
2: that. That's no, crazy. take him huh. from 71. I think 71 was his greatest year. I might be off by a year or two where he led the league in points by 35 points.
3: It was 140. It was something insane.
2: I think his plus minus was 130. That was, I think the greatest year a player had, no matter what your position is. You You take his talent, then his equipment, then he is the only guy that could play today. Nobody else could play today. And don't don't change anything. Have him with the same hockey stick. He only used one piece of tape on the stick. That's right. Have him—he's the only guy that does that. Have him with everything he wore then. Take him all these years later and put him on one of the teams he could play today. So nobody you know, else could do that.
3: If they transplanted him, I do agree because of he was just fluid. He was incredible. But there's a story I heard on AM six forty once. One night in Boston before he got traded to, I believe, Chicago in 75 or 76. He, he ended up finishing his career in Chicago, but it was a Boston Garden packed house and he went to go take a slap shot behind the net and he scored on Jerry Cheever's and 18,000 people in the Boston Gardens went silent cuz no everybody was afraid to boo him because he was such a legend but he scored, he picked the top corner on Jerry Cheevers. and he had that much command of the entire city and the imagination of Canada and the U.S. I mean, it was something. I want to ask you about the Maple Leaf Gardens. A generation after us or two, do you remember how rough Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens was back then?
2: I think they used to be able to smoke. Certain parts of the stadium, but then when they banned it, during the intermissions, there were 12,000 people out in Carlton Street smoking. They were allowed to go out to smoke and then come back in when they're ready to drop the puck. It was, it was absolutely hilarious to see. I'll give you a story about Jerry Cheevers. My dad knew him. My dad knew oh. him. And uh, imagine this today. When Bobby Hall used to come down on Cheevers with that shot,
3: yeah.
2: he used to bail out of the net. <laughs> he used to moved to the side because he didn't want to get hit with the puck. He
3: was 102 miles an hour. What was he shooting?
2: Yeah. Before, when everybody else in the league was maybe 85 miles an hour or 80 miles an hour. Yeah. So Chiefs used to bail <laughs> from the net because uh, Bobby Hall was coming down on him to take this, this incredible slap shot. And Hall was the guy that started shooting the puck. First shot was up by the head. Every game, if you watch his first slap shot was always around the goalie's head. The next shot was along the ice because there's guaranteed either the goalie's bailing the or he's pulling up, and and Hall would just shoot it along the ice. So you know, go ahead. But
3: Bobby Bobby Hall's brother was Dennis Hall. Yeah, was not the same caliber of talent. No,
2: but great speaker, unbelievable. Great. Talk about a funny guy,
3: great, great speaker, and his his book on his hockey career. When he was interviewed, this is about when we were doing the bridge around 2008, the pilot, he came on the Sports Network at lunch and he told a story that when he was playing, he would face off against Henri Richard, whose older brother was Rocket Richard. And Dennis also had a greater older brother, Bobby Hall. And they'd be lining up for the face-off, and Dennis Hall said, Henri Richard used to say, my brother can take your brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they, uh, that was a different time back then. But and w- without YouTube, you can see some of the old videos. It wasn't the same. I'm talking about the NHL here. Caliber wasn't there. but
3: Best hockey my- fight then. Best hockey fight that you can find on YouTube.
2: Can't find it on YouTube, but the best hockey fight I ever saw was between two policewomen over another policewoman that was another story that's another story in the parking lot that's another that's the best fight I ever saw bare knuckle fight the, these two women were fight. anyways it's on youtube it's uh jamie mccowan and uh Delorum with vancouver calgary that, 80s that... mid 80s mccowan was with calgary Delorme was with sure. vancouver i think it's mario Delorum. i can't remember uh, yeah it was before mccowan got to toronto i you know what that's a good question i, I had to be go to youtube and watch that fight that's the best fight bar none ever e- ever just watch it and well, there, there might be some fights that there aren't we don't have video of but that that part if you watch it i don't think anybody's going to argue they're not going to argue that is the that's the best fight so listen buddy i think we're on to something i'm going to leave a question for everybody and you can go to info at copfather.com with the answer and don't look up on the internet and I want you to answer this. I think you know the answer. I think I've done this before. If you're around a bar, you're having beer and chicken wings. I think the greatest question, who's the only NHL player that's six times in his career scored 20 goals with six different teams? Go to info at if you have the answer. Dennis, thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, bro. Don't all... answer. Don't answer.
3: I, I'm not, but six different teams. Six
2: different teams. Thanks, everybody. Oh. Go Jays. Yeah, go Jays. Thank you. All
3: right.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars
1: Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards.